Episode number 38, man. I am one of your hosts, P, aka Old Man Professor. Yeah, yeah. What's good? This is B, aka B Ever Ready, aka Young Gifted. What it is, yo, it's your boy J, aka Young Proletariat. And you know, as always, man, we are the PB and J podcast. We gotta say what up to the resident. Fluff is in the building. Fluff is in the building. You know it, man. Uh, we're gonna get right into it today, man, because we got a we got a lot of things that we gotta get over. Um one of the first things that we wanted to start with was, I guess, Steve Harvey came out and had an interview a couple of days ago and was saying something about he was, at one point, he was in debt like to the IRS on like $22 million he owed because, I guess, his accountant at the time was stealing money from him. Um, I brought up an article that's in the um, it's in one of the the jasminebrand.com and then he explains basically I guess his, his accountant had never filed his his tax returns for like seven years and he didn't find out until after his accountant actually passed away so his accountant passed away and left my man with this with this IRS bill that he just had to pay and he had no idea about it um I guess one of the stipulations of the uh, of this this back taxes or whatever it was is that he had to make payments of like six hundred and ten thousand uh six hundred and ten thousand dollars every quarter, or I thought it was six fifty. Yeah, like or he was he was going to jail on some on some tax evasion shit, man. And I guess he never missed a payment. I mean, when you're facing that kind of pressure, you don't miss a payment. And speaking from someone who had to deal with the IRS lately, you ain't gonna miss those payments. So. We wanted to toss it off to you guys first, man, and see what y'all thought and his thoughts on, on on who do you give your money to ultimately, man? Is is are you safe with your own accountant that you hired, that you vetted, that you want them to handle your money, and you're passing things off to him? Who do you give your money to, man? And 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 how do we how do we get over this? Cause I can't be left holding a twenty million dollar bag because you wanted to do some fuck shit, man. <laughs> like what's going I, on, I B? Think, I, I think wait wait before you get into it, B, I, I I think no, I'm gonna let you answer first. I just think we'd be remiss to not mention the fact that this is probably why you can't bat an eye or turn on the TV without seeing this nigga Steve Harvey. People be wondering, yeah. oh, why he got 18 jobs? He already got bread, but see, this is the shit that you don't be knowing about. This is why nigga gotta have right. his talk show. Why he gotta have right. Family Feud? Why he gotta have right. kids say the damnedest things or whatever the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Why he gotta yep. have his morning yep. radio, the show? radio show? He's a it's judge. Like, you would think too. he would have been, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, <laughs> once once niggas start doing them judge shows, you know that's a money grab. You know that's a money grab, dog. <laughs> but go ahead, B. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> go ahead. Nah, nah, nah. You got it, man. Because that's the absolute truth, man. Like that's that's a lot of pressure. Like when you just think about like. As a goal, most people just trying to say, yo, in my lifetime, I made 650000 You know what I mean? He had to come up with this every three months, every 90 days. Mm, you need crazy. to come up with six fifty, mm. or you under the jail. Mm. Come on, bro. That's ridiculous. Like, I mean, first of all, I got to salute, dude, because one thing – whether or not, you know, you think he's, like, the most qualified, like, relationship expert, like, that's another story. But that dude, his work ethic, his mm-hmm. hustle, you can't say nothing about that man because he got, I don't know how many kids, but, you know, between all his relationships or whatever, you never hear about his kids wanting for nothing. Mm-hmm. And then you add something on top like this? Come on, bro. Because that's like, yo, it's not just... Oh, I gotta come up with six hundred fifty thousand. I gotta maintain the same lifestyle that everybody's accustomed. Plus, get this six hundred fifty thousand because you already know. All right, so I think you're on his third marriage. You start missing some alimony payments. What's that gonna look like? You start missing some child support payments. What's that gonna look like? Mm-hmm. If you just fall off in the public eye. And be like, yo, dad, I see Steve Harvey driving the Miata. Like, what's going on, bro? Like, you know what I mean? Like, people gonna look at you different. So, like, he had to maintain the same status. <laughs> you gotta maintain the same, so, you know, for focus. You know what I mean? It don't matter. You know, you gotta maintain the same status of living and stunting that he been on. Mm. And 
get the six fifty every quarter. Like, <laughs> bro, I gotta salute dude because that's that's pressure, and he <sighs> delivered and didn't really say nothing about it. You know, what I mean, he kept his business private. Said, "Oh, I got robbed. All right, I'm gonna take that L." And just wore it and, and did what he had to do. You know what I'm saying for him and his family. Because if he goes to jail, who you know how how are they getting their bills paid? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. So and then see on top of this, right? When they talk about they want six fifty per quarter, here's the thing: Are they talking about pre or post tax? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> this, this shit we gotta think about. The oh, question. Oh, I think that's post. I think yeah. That's post. See what I'm saying? So you get taxed double on. So you paying tax and then paying taxes. Mm. Like that shit kind of crazy. You can't give a nigga a break. Like I, right, I, right, right, here we go. Let you slide on your state this week because we know we getting hit up. Like yeah, now that shit, that shit's bananas. But I mean, what it comes down to is, um, you know, like yes, his his accountant was fucked up for not doing his job properly because that's what you get paid for um to to manage the money but then it comes down to like well who's managing the person managing the money because at the end of the day it's not their money so they're never going to care about it as much as you care about it so it's kind of on us as the money owner the, the owners of said assets to keep an eye on our assets ourselves. Mm. Now it's a lot easier for me to say that with only <laughs> thousand in the bank, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, right, <laughs> you right, know right. what I mean? But compare that to right, Steve Harvey's right. millions or whatever, however many, and that's just not even money in the bank. That's the money that you're generating and then money going out on top of it. So it's like this, and we just talked about, we got 18 jobs. So you got all those sources of income and shit. So I get it. You know what I mean? Needing, needing somebody to take care of that for you because your mind is just on a whole bunch of other shit. But then it's like, I don't know. There just got to be a, a balance where you got somebody watching the person that you paying to watch uh-huh. like, because you did. That's true. And let me, let me, let me interject. Uh-huh. So I, I read about it. It said that the, uh, he would make out the checks like originally was he was making out his checks to the IRS. The accountant would take them and just and then make a withdrawal for the same amount from his bank account. So Steve would see the bank account and the right amount got withdrawn. So he but literally dudes just make that. Oh, so we had the whole system up where he was like he he had this designed to to basically just this was a whole scheme to steal from Steve Steve Harvey, like an intricate design scheme and shit. Okay, okay. So this wasn't just negligence on the accountant's part. Like he just wasn't doing his job. Like he was actively set up the system to steal and shit. Yes, yeah, that's, that's that one. That was kind of hard. Yeah, according yeah, according to the math, math right, right. According to the article, he says uh, his accountant died, and I guess the girl who worked for him found all the tax forms and found all the checks that were supposedly cashed but there was no money to actually be like behind them so he was just taking those 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 checks that were supposed to be going out to the irs or to whoever he was supposed to be paying at the time and cashing them himself so you know that's basically how how the whole scheme did work man and it's it's crazy because it happens to not only steve harvey uh but put a lot of people i mean um the Bernie Madoff thing and the whole Ponzi scheme thing, that's basically the same thing. Like, you got people who are making money in all different avenues of life, and, and they need someone to keep all that in control, and you find out that that person takes it and just does whatever with it, and you don't know about it until the shit's out, you know, out in the open. So it's kind of like, damn, is there anyone that you can trust? Because I feel like this happens over and over and over throughout time. People who just make money always gets fucked over by their accountant. It's just crazy. And the Ponzi scheme shit was even was even more tragic because he was doing that shit to people who didn't have it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There was people that was taking their whole life savings. Like think about Steve Harvey. Like I'm sure, like clearly he's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't have to sell. We don't know. Like it was never publicized if he did, but like he still has all his cars, still has all his homes. Like mm. you know he ain't have to sell right. none of them suits. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he good. But then that positive seems shit. Like you had people who was like, yo, I invested my whole life savings, and once that shit went, I had nothing to live for, and the only thing that kept me alive was the fact that I had two children to take care of, mm. and I didn't want them to you know right. have to did have to live with that. But like those people got fucked, mm. yo. But but you know, but either way, it's like yeah. I, how, who who do you trust with your bread? 
You know what I'm saying? Your mattress, Who can you trust? Your mattress and your shoebox. <laughs> <laughs> but then mattress you got to worry about somebody running up in your shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You got to yeah. make sure you have that that security system. You feel me? It's going to be right in between the pasta and the pedic. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, that made me think of um, Nipsey got a line talking about uh, him and his brother burying that money in the backyard. He said, <laughs> yeah. shovel to the lawn, pick it up, a hundred something gone. gone. Bold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, you can't use, like, nowhere safe. Nah, the mattress, the mattress in the shoebox, man. Puff Fluff, I think I think you might be on to something. I think we might have to revert back to that system, at least for, for the time being, because... Or figure it out yourself, learning how to do it yourself, how you tell me all the time, you don't need nobody else, man, because it's scary. Like, if you start making money, it's like, man, listen, even if they have that certified whatever on their title, they're certified to steal your money. And we won't know anything and how to stop it. Like, we don't like this. I don't give a fuck about that. It's crazy. It's crazy. Word. I don't and, care and about what's, that scared money don't make money shit. I'm all right. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> and what's, what's wild, too, is like you, you, they set it up so you can't even manage your money yourself. Like you have to be qualified with, with certain whatever, certain certifications and shit like that in order to trade on the stock market or in order to be considered an accountant or whatever. Like you need to go get those certifications. So like if you really want to manage your money on a proper level, like you can't even just do that shit yourself. So the force in your hand to like you have to trust somebody. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta put that shit. Like you know, yeah. only but so much finish fit in your mattress after a certain point. You know what I'm saying? It's like so. Where do you put? You gonna put it in the bank? But you gotta worry about the bank stealing your shit. You know what I mean? Nah, that's. I don't know. I feel like the safest place might just be stocks or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And then if you but don't, then you still need to worry with the, work with the there, traders. There you go. You know what I'm there so, you go. Right. I was gonna say the same thing, man. Right. Or just if the company or, or if the company go under. Mm. Yeah. Right. But at least that you can us. you can pay attention. You know? Didn't that happen with um that Bush Enron or something like that? Like they was ta- like oh, tossing Enron? all their stocks and then and, and people who invested in like basically lost everything in the company. So it, it's it's kind of yeah. it's yep. damned if you do, damned if you yep, don't. That's people like yeah yeah. That's people mm. like you know uh, their four one ks right. Like a lot of yeah. them were you know what I mean buying company stock because. Mm. The company was good, da da da, da. and then yeah, the executives got rid of it, and then as the company folded, yeah, I mean that's you know, oh yeah, I got three hundred grand in in stocks, I'm gonna retire good, Mm. and that joint was worth nothing at the end. Mm. I mean, you know what's a it's a um a funny movie that that really kind of like explains that it's uh fun with Dick and Jane, like uh, it's a Jim Carrey movie. And it basically oh, it's the same yeah. the yep. same thing, man. So yep. anybody ever go check that movie out? It's funny, yep. but it explains basically. Ain't it trading a lot. places too? I believe so. it's it's sort of. Yeah, yeah, along the same lines. Yeah, same place. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely yep. along the same lines. Um, that's a perfect segue, really, uh, into into movies, because because I was uh now we we have our own actor on the show, so you know Will Smith. We mentioned it in a couple episodes ago. Will Smith did a movie, uh, King Richard, which is a, a, a depiction of um Venus and Serena Williams' father, and and how they got into tennis and you know things like that. He did a really really good job. We all we all said that on the show, and he actually just won a SAG award. Uh, for his role in in uh, in King Richard, um, now clap it up for him. Right, yeah, we definitely got to give him. I don't have the accolades to connect to the performance. Of my right, life. so I wanted to ask Jay because Jay, you are the actor. I wanted to just really kind of like, I guess, in layman's terms, break break it down as to what the significance of a SAG award means in in the world of, of acting. Yeah, for sure. So SAG is an acronym. Um, It stands for Screen Actors Guild. That is the union for all um, screen actors. So anybody that you see on TV or any film or music videos or whatever, for the most part, they're going to be a SAG SAG, um, union actor. Um, And so the SAG awards are basically the awards that are voted on by all members of the actors union of the screen actors guild and so you'll hear a lot of actors say that that's the most meaningful award that they can get because you're actually being voted on by your peers Mm. opposed to some academy you know i mean you're being voted on by people that are doing what you're doing that might have auditioned for your role that are trying to you know surpass you and all that so 
when when they respect you in your work and your craft enough to really say, hey, that person deserves it. It's it's a really meaningful uh, meaningful moment. So yeah. Now nah, let me let me give him a second one for that one. Yeah, for sure. That's big. For sure. Now that that's that's big time, man. And and it's it's long overdue for him, right? Because I mean, he has some some movies in the past. I know he he's been nominated for Oscars and things like that. I don't think you know this, this was his first SAG award, I believe. Um, and hopefully he can continue that into into the Oscar season because I know he's nominated right now for I believe it's um the best actor in a motion picture. Um, let's yep. see. Yep, yep. He is act um the best actor in a leading role. He's on there with um Javier Bardem, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew Garfield, and the legendary Denzel Washington. Um, moreover, there really is. I want to, you know, Jay. I know you had you brought it up, man. There was a um the actress that's also in the movie. Um, uh, I really don't want to mess up her name. Please, Jay, if you An- know Anjanu Ellis. Anjanu I believe her name Ellis. is Anjanu Ellis. Yeah, yeah. So she's also um nominated. Give, give, wait, hold up. Give her a round. Give oh, her a round of applause. Sure. Too, man. She she's overdue. She's overdue. Right. Um, yeah, she was also she's nominated for um, actress in a supporting role for the same movie King Richard, man. So you know, shout out to her, and hopefully, you know, we can we can get two of them this year, man, and 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 just make it like a clean sweep all all around because the movie is great, and all the the accolades that they're getting for it is is well deserved. So so shout out to both of them. Word, and I mean, just for Anjanu Ellis, because I mean, like we know Will Smith, we know his work, mm. but she she really is unsung. Like she's she's just done a lot of shit and so i'm just gonna go yeah. through some of her credits you know what i'm saying one being ray okay she was she was Come in ray um uh, she was an undercover him. undercover brother lovecraft county a uh, country men of honor she was on the show the mentalist she's been on quantico um she was in the clark sisters movie she was in the help she was in a gifted hand with cuba gooding jr mm. um what else when they see us she was in that. Come she on. was 61st Street, um, NCIS um, Los Angeles, like Freedom Land with, with uh, Sam Jackson, Miss Virginia with Uzo Udoba, Get On Up. Uh, I mean, like she's she's just, she's written, and this is not even, that's not even close to half, half of the shit that right. she's done. She's, she's really been doing this for a long, long time and just one of those actors that consistently works and consistently delivers. Mm-hmm. And so for me as an actor, it's really nice to see somebody like her really get that that shine and that praise um, regardless of how long she's been doing it. It's nice to know that it comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say to me, she reminds me of like, she's in the vein to me of like Viola and uh, Regina King who like really put in the work and were really doing excellent jobs for years before mm-hmm. they started to get their shine. And she's to me, she's just like the next one in that line and is going to start really like reaping the benefits of her work. Cause she's been yeah. putting in good work for a long time. Uh, yeah. For sure, man, for sure. And it's, it's, it's just good to see, you know, the, my thing is, is like you said, but it, you know, the ones that have put that grind in and put that work in, it's 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 so good that when they finally do start getting their shine and it's like it's opened up the world to just how great they are. That that you know, we got our own right here at the PB and J podcast, man. So y'all listen. Yes, sir. Listen. Facts. Tune in. Facts. Time soon come, y'all. Time Facts. soon come. Tune in. You hear me? Okay. Facts. Facts. Y'all hear it heard you know, it here you know, first. You know, start charging us to show you're gonna start charging us to show up on the podcast. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So let, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this performance fee, fellas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yo, we got jelly beans and we got um, Reese's right. cups. <laughs> now I don't know, oh, Fluff. I, did you have any thoughts on the, on the whole Will Smith and and, and Miss Ellis piece? Or no, I didn't. I think that you know, I'm hoping they can. They they went in and. They get their their flowers, overdue flowers, overdue flowers Word. for sure. Yeah, 
Well, um, I mean, it's, I think it's it's gonna be kind of tough for Anjanu to get to get the uh, that goal. She going yeah. against some heavy hitters, the Oscar. Yeah. But um, I mean, either way, it's, it's a it's a win for her to be in the nomination, mm. just to be recognized. But Will Smith, exactly. he he got it, he got a shot. But it's it's gonna be hard for Buddy. Mm. It's gonna be hard. I think it. I think he's gonna do it because I think it's like you know you get those um those waves where it's like yo it's such and such as time. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Like they just be like yo like. Such and such has been, you know, doing an excellent job for how many years they haven't been recognized technically yet. Like, you know, they're that level of actor. Like, you know what I mean? So I think this is, you know, I think this is Will's time. I agree with you on Anjanae. It's going to be hard, Anjanae. But um, it's, I think it's, I think it's Will's time. I think he's going to clean it up. I hope so, man. You see how they did Leo DiCaprio. For them years, years bro, yeah, and that's that's time. you know yeah. he ain't even one of us, so he don't have the right. worries that we and got. We felt bad. <laughs> you know, exactly. what I'm we still felt bad. Exactly. Worse, I don't know. I like yeah, the hope. I, I'm with exactly. you, bro. I, I like you know give give Will his shine. Give get that man his flowers, yo. For it, real, nah, you, is that is that all political stuff? You win the sag. It what? is. It is to yeah. some extent, like because they campaign and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. But normally, I, they didn't have Golden Globes yet, right? I don't believe so. Uh, I think that's right so, before the Oscars. No, Oscars. No. Exactly, exactly. That's what I was going to say. So, like, normally, like, if you win the SAG and you win the Golden Globes, mm. normally you're going to win the Oscar. Mm. You know what I mean? Especially mm. if it's, like, everybody hyping it. But um, I don't know. I don't know. To Jay's point, Leo probably got a lot of them – Extra, you know, BAFTA, <laughs> like SAG, like all the other joints. Putting cup. Like, you, know what exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but I don't know. If it, to me, it feels like how it feels when it's, you know, a person's time as they wave and they just catch it and they win all the awards. That's mm. how it feels to me. Mm. Yeah. Now, you know, now that we were we're on the the, the award shows and and acting, I also wanted to uh, kind of just shout out Fifty Cent for for going to bat uh, for Monica, not Mon. Um, God, my my memory. This is my age showing. Monique. Monique. Uh, my age showing. See, Monique. I wanted to, He went to bat for her by basically saying that you know she was blackballed. She does, doesn't deserve to be blackballed. Um, he even went as far as to say that originally Tyler Perry and Oprah needed to to publicly apologize to him. Um, it did come mm. out that I guess him and Tyler Perry has has since spoken and they come to you know some type of agreement or whatever. They, it's not beef, you know. So I don't want to insinuate that they there's beef between Tyler Perry and Fifty Cent or anything like that. Um, but I guess Fifty Cent said he's also going to you know cast uh, Monique in in. A project he's doing he didn't say what project it was but he said that he wanted to to, to cast her and i was thinking oh, i was thinking like man you know she is an oscar winner like people you know tend, yeah. tend to forget this man like right. you know she's an oscar winner you know so it's not like she doesn't have whatever happened with her being blackballed that's there's a lot of politics involved in that but at the end of the day she is an Oscar winner, and she hasn't been in fe- featured films or anything like that, and it's it's just kind of unfair. So I just wanted to bring light to that to shout out the Fifty Cent for, for just bring yeah, just bringing that whole thing up. And you kind of reminded me, Jay, with the whole Leo thing, man. I think that there's kind of a lot of there's a lot of blackballing in, in Hollywood, and I hope that she does get her shine on that. But um, let's see. Word. The other thing, um, yeah, absolutely. Gonna- I mean. I- let me let me let me let me jump in that. Well, hold on, P. Hold on, P. Hey, my you can't bad, bring my that bad. up and not like <laughs> I was gonna say. Let me let me jump. Nah, nah, nah. I was just gonna say. Let me jump into it because I know, like, I want to keep Jay out of the pot. I just commend Monique because her story has never changed mm. since she started talking about it, and it seemed like everybody else's story kind of changed. You know what I'm saying? So I just commend her for just standing on principles. You know what I mean? Like, whether or not you agree with why she, whatever she was doing, like, she just said, all right, this is my story, this is my principle, and I'm standing on it, I don't care who don't like it. Uh Always got to, you know, salute Who knows how many millions that she missed out on because she ended up blackballed. But it's like, yo, she felt justified in taking her stand, and Nobody has refuted the facts of her story, so 
You know what I mean? It is. His. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I would be black people work. I would rather see us all, you know what I mean, using our to, you know, grab, you know, something more so than, you know, being divided over, you know, something that ain't even got to be an issue. Uh, straight up. Um, we're going to keep the positivity rolling, man. We're going to go right into our black light. Jay, you got the black light this week. What's going on with the black light? Sure do. This week's black light goes to the good sister Sarah Rector. Um, she was known for being the quote unquote richest colored girl in the world. All right, so Sarah Rector was born March 3rd, 1902. She lived till July 22nd, 1967. Um, she was born in the all-black town of Taft, located in the eastern portion of Oklahoma. Now, um, Sarah Rector's story is, is kind of interesting because you you hear that she's the richest colored girl in the world, and you think that, all right, well, you know, she might have did some business like Madam C.J. Walker or something like that. But no, her, parent, her parents were actually grandchildren of slaves, that were owned by the Creek Nation before the Civil War. And now, um, for those of y'all that don't know, I actually just recently found this out myself, that Native Americans actually used to own slaves uh, prior to the Civil War. And uh, once the... Once, once the... Once Lincoln had signed the anti-slavery bill, um, there was also a treaty of 1866 that was made by the United States with the five with the quote unquote five civilized tribes of the Native Americans. Um, And some of those were like Cherokee. Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to go down the list and butcher it because I don't know them all, but they're kind of like the five most famous uh, five most notable tribes that you know somebody who's not that familiar with Native American culture would still know. Um, but so basically, anybody who was a descendant of slaves or, or was a slave of anybody of those tribes or a descendant of them actually got allotted um, land once the Treaty of 1866 was passed. And so nearly 600 former slaves were allotted land, and Sarah was one of them, and she got 159.14 acres of land in Oklahoma. Um, now she, I want to bring this up. She was also, uh, she had four other siblings, so I'm not sure what they got, but I know Sarah (laughs) came up. Okay. (laughs) Um, and so, um, yeah. And so this also the allotment of land was, it was a mandatory step in the process of integration of the Indian territory with Oklahoma territory to form what we now know as the state of Oklahoma. So this was a government, um, a, a government project in essence to be passing out this land like that. Um, and now the fortunate thing for Sarah is that the, the land allotted to her was located in Glenpool, which was about 60 miles from where her and her family lived. And originally it was considered to have inferior and, and fertile soil that wasn't suitable for farming and, um, they were reserving the better land for the white settlers and the the original members of the tribe. So once again, they were just giving black people all the, the bullshit that was left over, essentially. But um, so fast forward after having the land for a little while, uh, there was a $30 annual tax that was placed on the land that might not sound like anything to us today. But for them back in the day, it was a lot. So Sarah's father actually went at one point to petition the courts to sell the land because they couldn't afford to keep up with it the court actually denied the petition this worked out in the family's favor because in february of 1911 the father leased sarah's uh, portion of the land to what is known as the standard oil company and in 1913 the independent oil driller bb jones drilled a well on the property and it actually produced what they call a gusher so it's just mad oil flowing out the land flowing 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 and that oil actually produced that gusher produced 2500 barrels of oil per day so that that was just mad money that came up off of Sarah's land. Um, and the guy who I uh, know and then um, she actually wound up beginning began. She wound up getting a daily income of three hundred dollars from the strike. So they went from not being able to afford thirty dollars a year to getting three hundred dollars a day. Wow. So Sarah caking. Yeah, exactly. Sarah caking up now. Thanks to this oil strike. You feel me? 
Um, and now one thing to, to bring up is that the law at the time required that full blooded Indians, black adults and children who were citizens of any Indian territory with it, that owned significant property and money, they had to be assigned, quote unquote, well respected white guardians. So you couldn't be a black or Native American and be well off without having somebody to supervise you at the time, which is fucking crazy. All right. Um, and so as soon as she got the money, then this guy, TJ Porter, who was, uh, a, a white guy, a guy that was known to the family, um, he was named that he was named her guardian. So he was kind of taking care of her and all of this stuff. Mind you, this all happened by 1913. Sarah was born in 1902. So she's 11, 12 years old getting this kind of money. You know what I'm saying? And so now the fact that she has a white guardian supervising this stuff and she's underage, like this person is going to come in and do her super dirty and make sure he gets whatever he wants out the situation, which is exactly what happened. He's going to be her Steve Harvey accountant. Basically, and he was just that, right? <laughs> right. And so, um, in 1914, uh, an African black journal called the Chicago Defender began to take an interest in her story, and they published an article claiming that her estate was being mismanaged by her family and that she was uneducated and had poor quality of life. And now, once that word got around, um, um, Booker T. Washington and W.E.B. Du Bois, they became concerned about her welfare and interested in her story. And W.E.B. Du Bois actually wound up um, establishing the Children's Department of the NAACP as a result of hearing about this stuff with Sarah because he was like, now nah, somebody got to speak up for these black kids and we it's going to be us. And these white folks ain't finna take all their money. It ain't right. Um, so they wound up doing that and got involved and kind of kind of spearheaded that that whole move bit. Um, so fast forward, he winds up, W.E.B. Du Bois winds up taking Sarah away from her family and enrolling her into the um, children's school, which was a boarding school at the Tuskegee Institute in, Al in Alabama. And then once she graduated from there, she wound up attending the Tuskegee Institute. Um, and like I said, she didn't it, it's not stated that she went on to like go into crazy business or anything like that, which she didn't need to because she was already a millionaire by the time she turned 18 in 1920. And to once again, we all know inflations. And if you a millionaire in 1920, that means today, that's probably like 50 mil, you know what I'm saying, easily, you know what I'm saying? So you're getting that at 18, and that's all yours. That's not a trust. It's not an estate. That's just your money, you know what I'm saying? And so she had that. Um, she owned plenty of stocks and bonds. She owned a boarding house. She actually did own some businesses. It's just not specific about what. Uh, she had 2,000-acre piece of prime river bottom land. And, um, yeah, then she wanted to move into Kansas City, Missouri, after she left Tuskegee and purchased a house on 12th Street, which is known at, which was and is still known as the Rector House. And she, you know, just proceeded to live a comfortable life where she, she, they said she had a taste for fine clothing and cars. She enjoyed her money. She was throwing parties. She was having folk come through like Count Basie and Duke Ellington. So, you know, Sarah was setting it off up there. She was, she was, she was with the shits, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, she died July 27, 1967 at the age of 65. So just wanted to give uh, props to the beautiful sister, Sarah Rector. Shine on, sister. Shine on. Oh, one last fact that I forgot to bring up. On top of the fact that they needed a white guardian if you had significant land or money, once white people realized how successful they she was, they actually petitioned to have her be to have her be named white. So they did they wanted to claim her. They tried to tiger woods her. You know what I'm saying? Wow. They try. They, they try to tie the racial draft in. Yeah, they, they try to tie the woods in. bro. You know what I'm saying? They try to complacent wow. her. They try to complacent right, her. Right, right, right. <laughs> the white, the white delegation selection. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my God. Word. But yeah, clearly that way. And what's crazy is like if you see a picture, Sarah is dark, dog. Yeah. There is no, there is no paper bag test with her. It's like, oh nigga, we know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so they was just thirsty. Oh, they just hated. They just they just did not want no success associated yeah. with black people at all. At Sound, all. That's crazy. Wow. Sound familiar? Right? Wow. <laughs> crazy. Crazy. Right. Crazy, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. Hell yeah. That that's that's definitely um that's definitely uh is it, is concerning that they that they needed to have a white guardian to to um be the chaperone for your for your money. I feel like 
Ryan Cooper going into the Bank of America to pull out $12,000 out of his account. I feel like he should have been with a, with a white chaperone mm. as well. That's Word. just, that's yeah, just really. it. Ain't it wild? Because it's like they don't give a fuck until you got something. And now that you got something, oh, now we're going to take care of you. It's like right. you don't want right. to take care of me when I need it. Mm. Like nigga, I don't need you now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like fuck out of here. Exactly. Nah, that's 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 facts, man. Um, yeah, that's just sad. I do still wonder what's up with her her siblings though. You know, there was there was, there was five of them, but only Sarah Balling. So I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe she was like, ah, I'm good, niggas. Ah, I never fucked with y'all anyway. <laughs> but you know, back in the day, like you know, Not you moved like two towns over. You know what I mean? It was like you was lost. Mm. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know what I mean? so, well, you know, Sarah done moved on over to Missouri. I was saying, um, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Oklahoma, the next state over. Yeah. Nigga. What are we doing? Right. <laughs> Better hop on that buggy, make it happen. Nigga. <laughs> one thing that I, um, before we kick off our, our randoms or to kick off our random thoughts, man, one thing, one question or, or, or scenario that I was thinking to myself this week Jay is the only one that, that's single on this show. Okay. And, and we kind of hinted at, la- you know, last week's show that we, you know, COVID has kind of fucked up everything. In terms of, of, of the way people look, how we interact with people, you know, you're only seeing people from the eye up, all those things, right? Mm-hmm. I, 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 the rabbit hole is, is a dangerous game. It's a dangerous game because I go down the rabbit hole a lot. And I went down the rabbit hole this week and I was looking and I was just seeing different videos of couples who have little random pranks that they play on each other, okay? And I'm thinking to myself... How would Jay react? Because immediately I, I went to Jay. If if you're dating somebody for a year, let's say it's a serious relationship. The video I saw was of a lady and her man in bed. And it was a, yes, a period prank. So she acted like, you know, she was awoken during the night with, with I guess, an exploding period that got everywhere. And I don't know why she felt she had to climb over her man, but she climbs over her man. And in the process, the period splatters <laughs> everywhere. Including in my man's face. He wakes up. <laughs> he wakes up as um, just uh, explosive. I mean, you wake up and you got period blood on your face. And you. I guess you just, you can yeah. imagine the reaction yeah. of my man. So he's just completely flabbergasted. And so I was thinking to myself... In this day and age, because I'm not, I don't date anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a happily married man. I'm glad I don't have to to deal with these kinds of things. But Jay, if you were dating someone for a year, let's say, and it's a serious <laughs> relationship, and this is a prank that she's playing on you, is there a limit to your willingness to go along with the prank? So my, in, que- in other words, is there a? So wait, 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 wait. Was it fake? So it was fake blood, Every, is what you're every, saying? Yeah, yeah it was every, fake blood. everything is fake. Oh, okay, okay. Everything is fake. Right, everything yeah. is set up. <laughs> the only one that's right, not, yeah. the only person who's not in <laughs> on it is the Someone's guy. Someone's about to have a it's heart attack. Right. <laughs> nah, because I, my reaction is very different if you're talking about, like, yo, it was fake. Or like, yo, this is real. Videotaping it, I'm right like, there with you, bro. That's a whole number. Thing. She went and got I'm pig ahead. blood and nah, shit. Yeah, I'm, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm right there with you. But I guess you know I'm I'm trying to find out, Jay. Is there a straw that would be broken where you would just be like, you know what? Get your shit, get out of here. I don't want to <laughs> see. I don't want to talk to you ever. Is there too far of a prank limit that 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 someone can go to that would be completely it for you? Uh, fuck yeah! So I'm gonna go. <laughs> so so, so I, I'm gonna go with one. Don't don't play with my money. Don't fuck with my don't sleep. Play with my money. I'm fucking my sleep. Yeah. And don't yeah. don't fuck with my career. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Outside of that, like we could play around. We could play around. <laughs> but even outside of that, like you know, this certain shit you just don't fucking play with. You know what I'm saying? Like you know yeah. when something's really important to somebody, like you don't go damaging that thing. Just like oh, I'll just play it around. I'll just play it around. I'll fix it later. Or some yeah. shit like nah, nigga. My grandmother gave me that shit. Like she only knows how to stitch right. that or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but. Uh, 
but like, yeah, don't fuck with my sleep. Cause like sleep, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. The older I get, the more appreciation I have for it and how precious, like really slipping into that REM cycle is. And like when you need that shit and your body's just calling for it and you finally get it. And then somebody want to tap your ass and wake your ass up to play a fucking game, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> To play a game that I might not even find fun, like, <laughs> like nigga, nah, nah. call it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yo, and on that note, like, you could be waking me up for sex, and I, st- I might not even want that because I'm that tired. So your fucking games can can kick bricks, nigga. Get like, yeah. fuck out of here, dog. You know what I mean? Now that being said. I enjoy having a good time with my partner. We can all laugh and shit. Like, let's let's have fun, man. Let's let's joke around. You know what I mean? But like, just don't wake me up for it. Just I, don't wake me right. up for it. I, I have to. Yes, I have man. to. I have to be honest, dog. I thought this was a single, like a you know, a single person's topic. But you know what? That sleep shit. You actually oh, nah. you make a you make a great point because me and Fluff have been together for years. Okay, we've been together for years, and yeah. I can tell you. Sleep on both sides. If I wake her up when she's in that REM cycle, or she wakes me up and I'm in that REM cycle, it's gonna be hell to pay, like hell to pay. And it's not necessarily physically; she won't physically do anything to me. But the way she says, "Yeah," when I when I call her name, "Hey, babe," and she her response, I know full full well where she's at mentally right now. You know, I know full well. Listen, ask your question and go back to sleep and don't fuck with her because then you might get fucked up. And I don't even say yeah. I'm like, what? Right. That's like you are. I'm sleep, nigga. Like, what do you want? (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. That's That's not like I just. I just had a hold of Idris. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly like I think anybody can relate to that, especially when when you are tired. If you are tired and you had a long yeah. ass day and you just want to get that that whatever eight hours, six hours, whatever you're trying to get, and if someone interrupts that, man, listen, Jay, you you hit the, the spot on with with that shit, dog. I think I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I find it very funny how you are bringing up sleep right now. Uh-oh. Because me and you have Uh-oh. been going back and forth now for a few days uh, about a fucking pillow. Listen, um, trouble. When, when, she <laughs> says, when she says back and forth, when she says back and forth, that would imply that there's two people willing to go back and forth. It's just her. Oh, no, <laughs> no, nigga, it's you. It's you. So let me give you the back. Let me give you the backstory. Okay. So, give him the truth backstory because okay. I know I'm gonna have to correct it. Here we go. This is this so is, let's hear his his version. Yeah, this and then seg- y'all hear the truth. This segment is called marriage problems, right? So <laughs> Fluff and I, Fluff and I, we we we've been through it all, right? We've been through it all. Fluff right now, you know, likes to have there's a pillow in between me and her. Okay, so she's on one side, I'm on the other, and in between in that little space <laughs> where where our bodies He's don't. My Right, where our body sound like the that sound like the first episode of Married at First Sight, uh, like that. Exactly. <laughs> like I'm not comfortable exactly. yet. I'm not comfortable. This is this is why I feel. He says my boyfriend imposes. This <laughs> this is why I feel anyone who is is thinking about getting married, you have to live with each other first. You can't just go from one apartment. So for you know, you each have your separate apartments, and then you meet in the middle after you know you get married. You can't no, you have to kind of work your way into yeah, to living okay. with each other. So she puts the pillow in between us in that small little space that's in between us where our bodies don't connect. And for me, I usually lay on my left side and I stay there. I get in that spot, I stay there. But there are times during the night where I just want to roll on my back and I just want to you know get a different position. But with this pillow in between us. Now it's in it's it's incumbent on my space. So I cannot now fully turn over on my back how I want to because I'm running into the pill the pillow. The other night, she not only has the pillow there, but her elbow is directly behind my head. Okay? So she's leaning across <laughs> the pillow and her elbow is directly behind my head. So when I turn around, it wasn't when I turn on my back, I'm greeted with her elbow and the pillow. Okay? Both of them. Greet me. No. 
At first, I didn't That's say nothing. Incorrect. At first, I didn't say nothing. I was like, oh, okay, she she must be tired. She must be tired. But I was like, you know what? I need to roll on my back because I, I need a different position. And so I was like, look, what the fuck? And I was just like, can you move the damn pillow? She got mad and threw the pillow. And this is like three days ago, and she's still bringing up the, this pillow issue. So... <laughs> It wasn't that big of a deal. I just wanted to stretch and get on my back that that night. But for whatever reason now we have pillow wars in our relationship. So that's that's how lying. They, they just had to air out that grievance real quick. Hey, she's 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 been at it for He's three lying. days. <laughs> no, yeah, so because my the question pillow right? has been a hindrance for him. Oh, look. So back back to the prank shit, right? Mm-hmm. My question for y'all is what's the best prank somebody's ever played on you? Or you've ever played on somebody? Mm. I don't think I've ever played a prank to that right. magnitude. To consider it a good prank, like what yeah. is a good prank? Shit, I tell you. Okay, all right. So, so niggas was when niggas was working at the Arbor. All right, for those of y'all don't know, this this uh, psych hospital that me, P, and Fluff have all worked at at one point. And so I was working at the Arbor and one of the secretaries that this was around, this was holiday season and shit. Right. And so, um, you know, people will give out like little gifts and shit like that or whatever. So the secretary gave me a card and in the card was a little gift of a, of a fucking um, a scratch off ticket and shit like that. Mm. I was like, Oh, bet that's what's up. I appreciate you girl. You know what I'm saying? And so I proceeded to scratch it off at, and you know, just at the job, just while I was chilling or whatever. And I'm scratching, scratching, scratching and then i fucking hit and i look at the shit and it's like yo you won five hundred thousand dollars or some some crazy like that i was like nigga what and i'm telling you i read this shit over three four different times you know like read it read the back and i was mad quiet sitting at my seat just like nigga i ain't telling nobody shit i ain't telling nobody fuck it yeah i can't believe it and then she came over checking in on me she was like yo what's up i was like yo nothing nothing don't worry about she's like well what i mean did you win did you win i'm like she was like wait jason did, are you serious are you saying did you read the back did you i was like hell yeah i read the back what you fucking talking about i know what i'm doing i'm out this bitch okay and she's like wait jason, jason did you read the back i'm like hell yeah i read the back so i'm fucking going i'm like yes i read she's like wait read it again i'm like i'm reading i'm reading and it's like in order to collect your money woo, 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 you just have to get in contact with Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny, and they will move and send you your bread. And so, I, and I was like, I had, a, mind you, I already read this. Okay, I already read this part. But so I'm reading it again, even as I'm reading, it's not connected. I'm like, all right, so what's up? She's like, Jason, read it again. I'm like, okay, so, so you, you just you just want me to rub it in your face, don't you? All right, you're not getting no cut. I don't care how much you help me, but um. So in order to claim your money, you just have to submit the ticket to Santa Claus. Ah, <laughs> oh, you motherfucker you know what i'm saying and like when i tell you i was skipping up and down the whole unit like i was up and down like nigga i might not even wait till break to leave this bitch oh. and um so yeah nigga thought i came up and i did and i was loud and obnoxious with this shit and i had to sit and this was mad early in the oh. shift so i had to sit there for the rest of the day <laughs> nigga you still the broke ass nigga ain't oh. you yes you are i think i don't know those scratch tickets are fucking like i've seen people get them before it's and grimy. i'm dying because that it's... disappointment after you realize it's a fake scratch mm. ticket because they look real mm. like it's a real scratch ticket but i think for me, the only, I guess the closest, I, it wasn't even a prank. Like, the closest I've ever come to that, is, I think me and Fluff had played, I don't even remember if it was Powerball or Mega Millions. We had played, like, you know, the quick pits where they pick the num- numbers for you. Yeah, and, but that uh, wasn't a prank. No, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't a prank. The closest thing I could come to, though, is, like, um, we ended up getting the, one of these quick picks, and then the next morning we checked the numbers, and as I'm reading off the numbers, it was like I got the first one, the second one, the third one, and all I was missing was like the money ball number to get like a hundred thousand. And I'm and I'm I, mm-hmm. she's right next to me in the bed. I'm like, oh shit, nigga, we got the first three, and we was just missing like the money ball number, and then the money ball number didn't match. We won like three dollars, but it was like we could have won a hundred thousand dollars. We was one number away. That's like the closest thing. 
But the way he was reading it, though, was different. Like, my back was facing him, and he was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. So I'm sitting here like, oh, shit. Like, because I, I knew that what he was doing. He was like, look at the number. When he said, oh, shit, the first time, I just, yeah. I didn't turn over yet. I just said, oh, yeah. shit. And then he said, oh, shit. And I was like, mm-hmm. now I'm like, turn. Like, oh, shit. The, 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 the oh, shit. The third one, he was like, oh, shit. I sat up. Right. You guessed I it. I sat right. up for the third, oh, shit. Right. And then right. he was like, yes. Oh. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I'm going back to sleep. The old shit. got to be more judicious with your own. Man, the old shits were getting louder and louder, dog. Like, I was like, mm, okay. Oh, yeah, shit. I'm about to say, you know, the shits was growing. Yeah. The, yeah. Man, yeah. I, it, was, <laughs> I've, I've gotten like a most, like two numbers match. I think that's been like the most I've got. And so it's right. like, you know, when you got that, I'm uh, nigga. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Nigga, oh shit, because I got the third number, and it's like, oh my god, and then I'm yeah, sitting there looking at that last more. number, nigga, and yeah. it's like, oh. yeah. whatever uh, the number, whatever the amount of numbers was actually on that ticket, we hit every every single number. One it, the only one. number we was missing was the Powerball number, dog. Yeah. That's the and and yeah, there's a, there's a um, go ahead. Heavy. I know. I was just saying, like, I knew, I like, I'm thinking. The, the the double whammy is is like I think it was like four there's four or five numbers and then the Powerball number and as we hitting all these numbers I'm thinking okay we definitely won something we didn't win the jackpot because we didn't get the 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 Powerball but nigga I got five numbers in a row so it was like we definitely got something so I'm excited either way and then you get let down because when you read the fine print and it says if you get four numbers no Powerball this is the amount you win and that shit was like three dollars dog but this is what you could have won. That's where it was like, man, this is it just set me up for failure, dog. It was it was the worst feeling ever. That's just wild because there's a clip on IG floating around right now about a dude who did that same shit, but he thought he won. Mm. Like this nigga came, woke his son oh. up and everything. Like came in the room middle of the night, like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I was like, yo, dad, what the fuck? What's up? It's like, yo, I want, I want. And as soon as he showed, he's like, uh-uh. Oh man! Oh. oh man! Like you could tell, dude was so heartbroken. Like it went, he went, he couldn't be mad at nobody. He was just hurt. Like he was nope. just, nigga thought his whole life changed. Dog. I was like, nah, fam, you going to work tomorrow? Yeah, <laughs> You're right. You are, right. You will be going to work in the morning. <laughs> you better go get that sleep. <laughs> So you fucked up your own eight hours. You miss a right. Exactly. That's crazy, dog. That's crazy. Whoa. Um, B, what's what's a prank you've ever gotten happen to you or you've done on someone? You said P or B? B, 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 you. No, you. Oh, me. I thought you said P, my bad. Uh, (laughs) I don't have, actually, we wasn't wasn't much for pranks, pranks. I remember uh, hearing about um, in our high school uh, with our old principal, uh, the seniors um, took apart his car and rebuilt it in one of the rooms in the school. So this dude literally woke up. That's crazy. And had his car like in a classroom. <laughs> and it was like, yo, what am I going to do with this shit? Ain't <laughs> like, that some crazy? Y'all better get this out of here. Yo, basically, <laughs> I, man, I, yo. I wish it would have been me. I wish it would have. See, they, they ain't finna do that. They know what to do that shit with. I wish it would have been me because a nigga would have been yeah. like, Okay, <laughs> you got me. <laughs> you get it with that. <laughs> okay, no, that's right. good. That's good. Y'all good. Y'all right. good. <laughs> All right, now y'all better get my shit back in my garage, nigga. I'll tell y'all right now, y'all got till third period, nigga. Y'all got till third period, and these absences will count. So I suggest you get to work. <laughs> shit. Fuck out of here, now that I think about it, there was a prank that they did on a teacher at mm. my high school. Oh, you talking about not a part of the prank? Mm. Shut your fucking mouth because oh, no, we're not I, dropping names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but let's just say a language teacher okay. that no one really liked. 
Hey, first uh, off, before she goes on, let me tell you, this lady was a fucking bitch, dog. Like she was a like 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 you know to this day, nigga. Like to this day, to this day, to this day. Like yeah, so <laughs> that teacher, <laughs> yeah, all right. like P said, she was a bitch, mm. um, and all right. on all levels, did no one like her. Um, but I remember. <laughs> She left a coffee mug on her desk. And let's just say, y'all seen Sister Act. Oh, no. But let's just say a few students decided to cough up a lung where I'm from. And stirred. And when I tell you, said teacher walked into the classroom and we were all like this. And every time she picked up the cup and we were like, and she would put it down and you're like, fuck, like just... Just hurry up and drink it already. Mm, mm, mm. When she fucking ever took that fucking sip of coffee and everybody was busting out their chair laughing and she was like, what is going on? I don't find anything funny. You were like, I'm surprised she didn't die. She did get sick. She had to taste it. She was was sick after. That's uh, crazy. I'll never forget that shit. No, that's the only prank, and I don't even know if that's, that's necessarily a prank, but no, that's just nasty. Yeah, okay? that's just, just nasty. You know, she deserves every last movie that went in that coffee cup. No, that's that's. The, I that's, just wasn't gonna be the one to do it because mm-hmm. I was like, if they test DNA, my shit's gonna mm-hmm. be in there. So y'all go ahead and <laughs> watch them. And DNA. <laughs> yeah, no, a, a prank is where you could be like, ah, ha, ha, nah, I was just playing, I was just playing, ha, ha, ha. At the end, this shit was assault. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> legally, this shit was assault. Survived. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> We're up against it, but I want to. I want to. I wanted to ask guys, and and really is it, it, it's because you guys and you know we all from Boston. Everybody knows that um, J and B they they don't live in the state anymore. But I was I was interested in finding out like if there's one thing or one event that you guys miss the most about Boston being here. What would that What would that thing be? It could be anything from an event, a place, food. Whatever, whatever name. What's one of the one things that you guys miss being away from Boston uh, for the majority? Shit, I can tell you that that one's easy. Well, the, well there's a few things, but yeah, the, I was the, gonna the, say it's a couple. One, things. one thing that comes to like, mind though. Oh, good, Cassie. No, I just said for some reason I feel like you're gonna say Simcoe's, but I don't know why. <laughs> no, honestly, that that would have been up there, but what came to my mind I, instead of that, which I could still live in Boston and I'd still miss this shit because they just fucking got rid of it, what it used to be. But the fucking fest, yo, the Boston Indian Boston West Indian Festival. Okay? I was just getting ready to say the fest. Oh, I was man. gonna say the fest or uh, there's this little uh, like. Haitian bakery they used to make uh on River you know, Street. I mean um the, yeah right, like the joint like right before you come up like it's yeah, on that on side. Ave, right you by the mobile right by the mobile yeah like over mm-hmm. there yeah like on the back of yeah yep. Yo, bakery it's still there. that joint yeah because they make the current rolls and they got the patties like come mm-hmm. on yes <laughs> that's it's, go ahead dog talk about the fest man. The, yeah yeah you gotta talk the fest yeah, is nah, we miss it we miss it it's, so it's definitely. What, what was the decision behind canceling it? You know how nah, it be. I think they dog. still have it. It's just, yeah, it did. They just can't. They just be making it shorter and shorter every fucking yeah. year. So it's like it, it. You know, it used to go till whenever one o'clock or some shit. Now they right. they stop it at like eleven. It's, it's some dumb shit where it's just like, yo, you you taking the fun away, nigga. Like right, the, the right. essence of what that shit used to be is gone. I mean, exactly. you know, it used to be kind of fun to know somebody getting shot every year. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Used to be fun going into the danger zone and coming home alive uh, and shit. You know? <laughs> I mean, Juve still be popping, so you still get your Juve. Yeah. I feel like Juve is extended a little bit to make up for them closing, mm, okay. you know, and shortening it. But the route has shortened for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, you still turn up, and then I mean, if all else fails, you go to New York and hit up Eastern Parkway. Yeah, I know. Right. I still ain't been to that shit yet. Yeah, it's, you slept on that one. Yeah, yeah, you wait, gotta go wait, to that wait. one. You have never, you never been in a fest in New York, Jay. Nah, how long nah, you been out in, the, in New York now? Shit, close to a decade. 
Nigga. You tripping. Yeah, dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I definitely got to go this year. Once. Uh, yeah. Hey, you know what? You know what? That's, 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 yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, so that's to be the family trip. This is an invitation to any anybody, any PB&J fans out there that want to come rock with us, man. This year, we're going to set it up that we're going to go to... Because you know what? I've never been to the festival out there in New York, You can't neither. go. You can't go. Me neither. Wait, what? Well, he's been a wind-up on nothing. What you talking about? There's like... Like, he doesn't like crowded spaces. There's no... If you think, like, our festival is bad, there's no way you're going to be able to survive New York's. There's no yeah, fucking way. It's, it's going to be thick. Sure. It is COVID out here too, though. Hold yeah, on. I mean, yeah. nah, this summer niggas, <laughs> dog, niggas ain't giving a fuck this summer. You already know, dog. Yeah. This country is going ape shit. Bruh, Come bruh, June, I my just, nigga. I just read the joint. It's like, yo, there's a new wave coming through China. It's like, I, yeah, I sent that shit to the group. It's, it's hitting UK. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, like that joint's about to hit, and like. Two Listen, three weeks in America and it's gonna turn I'm up. Back, I'm up. vaccinated. I done got COVID. There's not much more that can fucking happen That's to me saying. at this people, point. See, now you got done. it. I ain't trying to catch it. People are done, bro. I ain't trying to catch it. I ain't trying to bring it home. People ain't with the shits. No, they like fuck. I don't. I don't care. You got it. I don't give a fuck. Come on in, Tippin. Come on in. Cause I'm coming out. Like this is what's happening. Like we finna. We finna step tonight, nigga. Like nah, nah. This, I'm, this, I'm this, double yeah, immune. Yeah, it's not, so not worth it. Yolo. I had, I, yo, I had, I had the um, the bad reaction to my little booster shot. Like it was enough that like, nah, I wouldn't want to catch that joint. So. Nigga, like I'm good. Nah. Covid was no joke. Mad. Yeah, nah. Yeah, there's, you there's no way. Nah. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's well, like I that would. until un, until I mean. Uh, until you're the person that has never had it mm. and you're of a certain age, mm. then you're not going to give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be like, well, I've gone this long without having it, whatever. And even if I do get it, I'm in the demographic where like it's not going to be that detrimental to me. So I'm going to go out and live. And it's been two years now. So like people like I feel it in myself and I'm a homebody ass mm-hmm. nigga. So I know and I'm of a certain age. So I know these little youngers out here that just want to be yeah. out and about like they've been losing their shit mm-hmm. for the past two years. Mm-hmm. And now that there's no actual government mandate, like now that that mm-hmm. story is kind of faded to black, man, listen, listen people going to be out here going crazy. See, I mean, bro. it might be like I said, it might be something that we have to think about, man, you know. Maybe maybe a first for, for for a lot of us. I mean, I don't like a lot of crowds. I can't move in a chair with a with a lot of people. But if there's an exception to say, you know what, you only gonna live this life one time, and if you're gonna be uncomfortable for eight hours, right. then you might as well be uncomfortable at the West Indian Festival. At least I can see some ass. I mean, well, that's true. That's you know. True. But yeah, um, and you ain't gonna be the only person in a wheelchair up in that bitch. Uh, no, you're not. Exactly. But, you know, absolutely. I just remember when we was in Times Square, this nigga was losing his shit. I mean, uh, we it was, was just trying to cross the street. Yeah, it it it, it it's definitely not fun. It's for, like for sure. three times worse than that. And what sucks about it is 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 because like I'm lower than everybody, and everybody's eyes is up here, so they forget like nigga, I'm I'm down here. So when they walking yeah. with their arms and they bags swinging, like I'm yeah. catching that uh, shit, my nigga. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's like, damn, nigga, I, like, and you just know where to go. So that's why I don't like it. But like I said, if I'm if I'm gonna do it, I'll do it for Western Indian Festival, man. Like, I'll I'll, I'll suck it up for that. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, we gonna go with uh shout outs, man. Uh, but we got shout outs. Man, shout out the team, of course. Yeah, I mean, uh, shout out the wife. Appreciate you. Um, shout out anybody still listening. You know, what we 37, 38 episodes in. You know what I mean? I think uh, we're getting a little bit better at this. I think, you know, y'all going to enjoy the content as it continues to come out. We're talking about, uh, uh, you know, some, some merch. You know what I mean? So it's going to be some good things coming. So appreciate y'all for riding this far. But, you know, continue, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend. Yeah. Yes, sir. Shout out to Fluff. Shout out to the team as usual. Um, to our day one listeners, to our new listeners. We appreciate y'all for rocking with us and everyone have a productive week. Jay, shout out. Yeah, to the squad, to the listeners, and hi mommy. What up, Daddy? 
Yes, sir. And I wanted to shout out again the team, everybody that's listening. I wanted to also personally shout out Miss Tammy Williams, who is a uh, entertainment uh, entertainer who is building a hundred and thirty five million dollar studio next to Tyler Perry's studio down there in Atlanta, man. So they really trying to make that the Black Hollywood. Um, so I just wanted to give a shout out to her, man, and and just say you got a supporter over here. Uh, for everybody that's listening, man. As always, thank you. We love y'all. Oh um, wait, P, P, mm-hmm. one more. I forgot. I forgot because we haven't. I don't think we mentioned this yet. Happy in, International International Women's History Month or whatever the actual label hey. is. Is, right. is that right? Is it is it National is International Women's History Month? That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We gotta give yeah. a shout. I think we what's what's been dope though is we didn't necessarily give that shout out early in the month, but every one every black light this month has been a woman so far. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we've been on it. Just yep. innate. It's also yeah. Social Worker Appreciation Month. So, shout out to yeah, all the is. social workers out there that are overworked yeah, and underpaid, but still doing the good work. Hell yeah, right, man. Hell yeah. Right. I got to give an applause. Yep. Hey, our homegirl, Natalia. She in that line. Yep. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And, uh, for everyone that, you know, if you want to be a part of the PBNJ podcast, man, definitely hit us up on IG, the PBNJ underscore podcast. Um, DM us, man. If you're in Boston, if you have a, a spot that needs that everybody needs to go to when they're in Boston, hit us up. If it's here, no longer here, we can talk about it. Um, until next week, man, we're going to catch y'all on the flip. Y'all be easy, and uh, we out. Yeah. <laughs>